Hey there, put your hands together listeners, it's me, Cameron, and I am in Atlanta shooting a movie! So because I'm in Atlanta, I'm throwing a show here on Sunday, and Rhea's coming down. So it is this Sunday, September 27th, 9.27, and it is at 7.30 p.m., and it is at the Highland Ballroom in the Highland Inn. You can get all information at CameronEsposito.com. See you there! Put your hands together! Put your hands together! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. There it is. How's it going? I'm Rhea Butcher. I'm your host. Sorry, I was just waiting for my theme song to end. Apologize for waiting. Just wanted to hear the end of it. You guys, I'm Maria Butcher. I'm your host. That's me. There's usually two hosts here, um, and as you can see, there's just one. Uh, the other host is Cameron Esposito. Give it up for Cameron Esposito. Usual other host. Uh, she is out shooting a movie in Atlanta. Um, not only is she the other host, she's also the other lesbian in this lesbian couple. Um, so I just realized last week I was hosting by myself and I was just talking about her uh, to people that had never been to the show before, talking about the fact that we are together and they were probably like, what is wrong with this person? I don't know their girlfriend and I never come here. So I just wanted to give that all up top. Uh, I'm a lesbian. I'm dating somebody. That person is not here. That person is usually here. She hosts the show uh, and her name is Cameron Esposito. Everybody up to speed? Great. There is a test afterwards, so you can grab it at the door, fill it out. Um, I'm just kidding. There's not going to be a test. What if I really gave you guys a test? Do you like this show? Yes or no? The answer is yes. That's the test. Uh, You guys are wearing full makeup right now. It feels very weird. It always feels weird uh, because I never put it on myself. I I, I never wore makeup as a kid? I don't know. Do people wear makeup as children? I I only put it on one time when I was a kid, and it was because my mom had all these, like, uh, did you ever, those little tiny lipsticks? Just, like, real tiny, like, uh, tester lipsticks or whatever. For some reason, she had a bunch of those, and I was like, well, this looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) And instead of, because I was, like, a little boy girl, you know? So I, like, instead of being like, oh, I'll put it on like my mom did, I went, I'm a devil now! (laughs) And that's like the only time I wore makeup. Um, but now I was shooting something that'll come out later so you guys can find that out. But ooh, for televisions and screens and stuff. Um, so I had to get makeup put on. And I learned the hard way that the best way for me to get my makeup put on is when I sit in the chair, I go, just give me whatever a man would get. <laughs> and most people just totally roll with it. Because uh, the first time that I ever got like full on camera makeup I was like oh just you know some just natural just make it natural (laughs) that was one of the biggest mistakes of my entire life Um, because everybody's idea of natural is totally different Uh, and she put like a smoky eye on me (laughs) and uh, like a, a pink cheek I basically looked like I was going to my quinceanera. 
and I was not going to my quinceanera. Just imagine, this whole thing, this whole thing, this whole person, and then, like, you took the, that makeup app that, like, puts crazy makeup on, and I was like, I, maybe this is what you're supposed to look like for a camera. It was not what you're supposed to look like for a camera. Uh, so I learned the hard way. I just, uh, every time I got a haircut, ask for the man. Every time I get a makeup, just ask for the man. <laughs> Works every time. But uh, speaking of quinceañeras, I took Spanish uh, for like 12 years. I started in kindergarten, and I stopped in my senior year of high school that whole time. And I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> like, what? How? How stupid? I... The only thing that I know from all those years of Spanish is the plot to Selena. <laughs> That's all I've got. I've got it locked up here. Poor J-Lo. Poor J-Lo. I, uh, I'm a bit, like, discombobulated because I had an insane amount of travel this weekend, and it wasn't for work. I went to my best friend's wedding, and I was his best woman. I stood next to him. That was a great experience, uh, because it was in Dayton, Ohio. And I'll get to that in a minute. I don't want to give away the best parts too early. Um, But I I got like a last-minute show on Friday, and I was supposed to fly there on Friday, just fly, you know, at a normal hour, at like 8 a.m. or something, then get in at 4, hang out, be there for Saturday, weddings on Saturday. But I got a last-minute show, and I had to take it, and I didn't know when it was going to be done, so I decided I'll just book a 5 a.m. flight on Saturday. It'll get me in at 2.36, and the wedding's at 5. That's probably enough time. So it's a 5 a.m. flight. I get back on Friday. I go to bed at 10.30. I set my alarm on my phone no less than five times because for some reason it, like, wasn't, it just wouldn't change the time on my phone. So I'm like delirious, like kind of falling asleep because I'd been basically traveling for this show that I did on Friday since like noon to 1030 uh, to do like, and then I did 20 minutes of comedy in between. And then the rest of it was all just driving. So I was completely out of it by the time I got back to my house. I'm like, just set the alarm. You'll get up. It'll be fine. You'll set the alarm. So finally I set the alarm for two 30 uh, to get up in the morning. So I am like falling asleep. I'm like, this is, it's going to be fine. Just fall asleep, get some rest, get up, get on the airplane. You'll fall back asleep again. It's going to be fine fall asleep, and then I wake back up at 4.45. I have never missed a flight in my entire life, and I went, no! Like, it was all I could do. It was like in a movie. I just looked at the clock and was like, no, maybe my clock is wrong. Somebody came in and definitely changed the clock. I'm probably fine. (laughs) And I looked at my phone, and it was set for weekdays. So my alarm didn't go off at all. So I just went, "Ah!" and grabbed all of my stuff and drove to the airport because I knew if I didn't drive to the airport, then I would just, like, wuss out of the wedding and, like, ruin my friend's day. And I just was like, if I get to the airport, then maybe I can get a ticket on another flight. So I get there, and I run... I, I'm driving, and first of all, I'm driving. I hear this insane like sound while I'm driving. I'm like, sure, it's fine. My car's probably fine. It sounded like it exploded. So I'm driving. I'm like, it's probably fine. It was just a bottle or something, right? And I'm talking to myself as though I'm like Cagney and Lacey. But neither Cagney nor Lacey is around. 
So then I get I park in the airport parking, and I had already bought cheapairportparking.org. <laughs> but I sucked it up and just parked in the regular parking. And then I had to get out of that crazy labyrinth. Have you ever tried to get out of that parking structure? Like, you have to walk over a thing, and then it's like, oh, these elevators don't work. Like, that's what that sign actually says. Oh, these elevators don't work. <laughs> And then you have to like run over here and then there's a pedestrian bridge. I'm like, oh, perfect, I'll get right into ticketing. And then you have to walk down more stairs and then you have to walk around. It's insane. It's basically like I was in Double Dare. (laughs) Had to run through a hamster wheel, grab a flag, slide through a Sunday. (laughs) So I get an Atari at the end of it. Um, So then I got there, I'm like standing in line. This, I was at U.S. Airways and American Airlines, and they don't have lines. Like, they have the tether system up, but there were, like, ten different mouths of the tether system. So I was, like, trying to find the line of the thing, and I'm, like, dr- drenched in sweat. Like, my stuff, I have a garment bag for the first time in my entire life. Ten bags. I'm, like, trying to get through this thing. They're, like, oh, we don't have a flight that early. I have no idea what's going on. I go over to American Airlines. Then I finally book a Delta flight, and then I get... And this new Delta flight leaves at 6, which is perfect, because that's like a half an hour from then. But it gets in at 4.44 at the Dayton airport. And the wedding is not in Dayton proper. It's in Kettering, which is a 35-minute drive. So it's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'll just get in the rental car. I've already rented it. It'll be fine. It'll be just like Whiplash. It's going to be great. I'll be the greatest jazz drummer that's ever played. So I like, I get, I, again, I have, I have two, I have a backpack, I have a luggage and I have a garment bag and I like just get on these flights uh, and then I get on the second flight and uh, get in and then I, I I actually, well, I get to uh, Detroit. Sorry, you guys, this is a crazy story. I can't even, it's so insane. I can't even remember it as I'm telling it. So I fly from LAX to Detroit, and it, in Detroit I just said, oh, I'll just, I'll just change in my suit there, like get ready for the wedding. <laughs> it's a small plane, uh, and then I'll just be on that small plane. It probably won't make me look too terrible, because small planes really don't wreck you that much. Um, not that many people are farting on it, right? So that's not going to ruin my face. So then I, I like get to the airport, find my gate, go to the bathroom, start changing, and then I realize, I am a woman changing into a suit in the Detroit International Airport. And so I got out of the thing and was like, I am my own material right now. I am actually doing my own jokes in my life. And was like putting on a bow tie at the window and these women are like, what the fuck is happening? Like they weren't even judging. They were just like, what the, I, I fly out of Detroit one time. And also I had lost my belt because I was like going, I it was TSA pre and they made me take off my belt, which I was like, it's on the side. They were like, sorry, your belt's heavy. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so I lost my belt. I'm wearing like these pants that I had gotten tailored and they were still slightly falling off of me. So thank God I hadn't, I had gotten them tailored. Otherwise I would have been like trying to get on the plane. Like, <laughs> but the kicker was when I was in the bathroom, I got my period. So then I, a woman in a men's suit in Detroit, Michigan, had to carry my garment bag, backpack, and luggage 
to the store in the airport in Detroit, Michigan and buy a box of tampons. So I just put them on the counter and the woman was like, how's your day? And I said, pretty great! So then I went back into the women's bathroom in a men's suit in Detroit, Michigan and women were like, what the fuck is going on? Because, oh, I carried those tampons in. I was like, excuse me, coming through like a cop in a suit. I gotta take care of something. Get out of here. So then I get on the flight and I fly to the wedding and the, I don't ha- the rental car reservation is not there. So I'm like, just give me a car because we got there 10 minutes early so I lost that 10 minutes on getting the rental car. And so they give me a Nissan Versa Note which I think is one of those little tykes cars that you can push. <laughs> it was so small. So small my knees were like up at my elbows and I just start driving and I'm like, oh man, I'm going pretty fast. I looked, I was going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> In Dayton, Ohio, no one's gone 100 miles an hour in Dayton, Ohio. But the best part, now this is my best friend since we were 10 years old. His mom uh, married his stepdad and they moved in to the street, into the house across the street and we've been friends ever since then. And I like, I told him, I was like, I'm on my way, I'll be there in 30 minutes, I'm gonna be 15 minutes late at most. And I had already told him what was going on and he knew from the morning. Um, so he's like, great, sounds good, we'll hold for that amount of time. So I get there, I pull up, I like run into this, the VFW hall that the wedding is at. I get in there, I'm like, how's it I'm here, I met him. And he's like, well, my mom's not here yet, so it's fine. And we had the wedding. It was like super fun and all kinds of other stuff happened, which I'm going to tell you about. But the best part, so I have, then I fly back yesterday. I have, again, another long travel day. Uh, This gate agent is like, you can't take that garment bag on the plane. You have two things. You can't have a third thing. I'm like, you're, come on. You're kidding me. I see women come on, come on here with 20 tote bags. You can let me bring this garment bag on. I had to stuff my backpack into my other bag. Just take everything out and stuff it back in. I was like, oh, I'm not checking a goddamn thing, lady. <laughs> so I take all these planes. It's, you know, I'm flying from like 7 in the morning until I got out of, into LAX at 5.30. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm finally home. Now I just get to go home and see my dog and like just hang out and finally finish watching the affair. <laughs> and so I figure out how to get back to the parking deck. And I, I figure I was like, oh, there's my car. Perfect. Found it right away. <laughs> when does this ever happen? That never happens when you don't know where your car is. Like, I had no idea. That's how quickly I got out of my car. I was just like, uh, I'll remember this. And then I did not at all. <laughs> and I was like, there it is. Perfect. And I come around the corner, and it has a flat tire. And I just looked at this guy and went, no! So two hours later, a gentleman in a PT cruiser came to help me change my tire. Um, Because, hey, I'm all about feminism and equality, but I have not been lifting weights in a long time. And it is a light SUV, and I tried, couldn't do it. So a gentleman named Cannon came and helped me change my tire, and he showed up, and he was so kind, and he was like, you just got to stay positive, man. 
I understand things are rough. <laughs> I get it. I, I understand what's going on with you. I, I really understand. I get it. But you just got to stay positive. And I was like, thank you, Cannon. I'm going to stay positive. So do you guys want to stay positive? <laughs> There's really no like punchline to the end of that story. It's just a story of terror. Um, so yeah, we have a fantastic show. Are you guys ready for a comedy show? Because that wasn't a comedy show. That was just me feeling better. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm kidding. It was funny. You guys liked it, right? Thank you. All right. This first comic is one of my favorite comics in Los Angeles. She's so funny. Uh, used to write for Funny or Die. Uh, hosts a ton of things. She's so funny. You guys give it up for Eliza Skinner. <laughs> Oh, man. Rhea, uh, you home alone yourself. <laughs> like, the whole time I was imagining Kevin... Was it Kevin Arnold? No, that was the, the Wonder Years. Let's not do comedy. Let's just talk. Um, also, I have the opposite thing with makeup. Like, every time, I, every time I go in to get my makeup done for some shoot, the makeup lady is like, natural, right? natural like other girls are getting like fake eyelashes and like beautiful big lips and with me they're like you keep a frog in your pocket right (laughs) I'm gonna be like can't call me Eliza gotta call me Skeeter (laughs) my mom's not here to make me wear a dress um I honestly I like texted a friend was like how do I get them to make me uh, you know pretty I want the pretty makeup. And she's like, I don't know, haircut? Um, <laughs> now it's gotten better. Here's the actual trick. Fake eyelashes. Tell them you want fake eyelashes, and then you have these spiders clinging to your eyes. <laughs> and they feel sorry for you as your eyes water, and they're like, we gotta fix this. Give her some blush and lipstick. <laughs> um, it's nightmarish any way you cut it, is basically what I'm saying. Let's do comedy, all right? <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I'm still working through stuff. Uh, but on the upside, guys, I got a brand new ex-boyfriend. Yay! Oh, it's great. I, I, I really, like, I have a good feeling about this one. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna go the distance. <laughs> I think he's gonna be my ex forever. My friends are, like, concerned about it. They're like, oh, my God. Eliza, what happened? What happened? Oh. I'm like, don't ask that. Don't ask an adult what happened at the end of their relationship. Like, you can ask that when you're talking to a 13-year-old. And the answer is, I don't know. He's just too into soccer. <laughs> but, like, you can't ask that to an adult. Plus, you know what happened. The same thing that always happens. Hundreds of tiny betrayals over the course of many years fraying at the fabric of a relationship until you don't fuck right anymore. It's what happens in every relationship. It's it's happening all over the country, all over the city. It's happening in this room right now. Someone was like, why'd you laugh at that? Then I become just a little drop in your bucket. File me away for later. Uh, my friends are also worried. They're like, well, not worried. They're like, well, we'll che- it's okay, girl. <laughs> we'll set you up. What's your type? 
what's your type? Come on. I'm like, I don't, a type, come on. Is that like a real thing? Like, I don't feel like I have a, definitely not like a physical type. If anything, my type is like the type of guy who enjoys telling vegetarians that what they're eating isn't vegetarian while they're eating it. (laughs) And what does that look like, you know? (laughs) That could be any shape, any size. It's about what's inside. Darkness. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know. But yeah, I um I am trying to like look on the bright side, like, hey, I'm free. <laughs> I was in that relationship for three years and now I'm out. <laughs> Make it sound like prison, but it felt like that. Um No, I'm kidding. No, I was fine. Um but uh yeah, I'm like, so who could I date? I could date anyone now. I'm thinking maybe the next guy I date will be a magician. <laughs> right? Like, I've never been interested in that before, but like, I went to a magic show recently, and they just have this crazy confidence. <laughs> like, it's unlike... Unlike any other type of confidence, you know? It's weird. It's like, like more than a musician or an actor, definitely more than a comic. They just... I think it's because they have to be able to make you believe (laughs) the unbelievable make you see the impossible and believe it can be real I can pull a rabbit out of a hat you want to fuck a magician you know like (laughs) completely impossible shit (laughs) what (laughs) oh it's fine my ear how's a dick I don't know how it got back there. I was looking somewhere else, you know, misdirection. Uh, Sex. (laughs) That's what's on the outside. Here's what I'm, I feel like this is something that concerns me since you guys brought up sex. Um, There's something that concerns me, like, (laughs) ladies, fellas, fingers in the ears, ladies. Uh, You can all listen, I'm cool. Dudes seem to be like really like upset, like really into like jizzing on things, like on on you, like you like your face and ch- and mouth, like all of the, like they want it like on you, you know. And I'm like, where did that? What is that? Where is it? It's definitely not like evolutionary. <laughs> like those monkeys died off early. <laughs> Where does that come from? I like to imagine like like all the dudes got together and were like, yeah, we want to do something too. We want to like put our stuff on them, our stuff from our bodies on them. Yeah, what can we what can we do? And like one guy was like, what if we peed on them? They're like, no, shut up. They can do that to us. <laughs> Has to be something only we can do. So then some guy was like, oh, mustaches and buttholes. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean jizzing on them. <laughs> That's what they decided on. But I just let you guys see an alternate reality, so that's fun. Um, since I was away in the relationship for three years, I feel like the the world has changed now. I'm on the outside; like everything is different. I feel like the politics of pubes have really changed. Like there's like one acceptable hairstyle. Supposed to look like a tiny baby. 
Baby hamburger. <laughs> like a little slider. <laughs> like a little White Castle burger someone sat on just a little bit. <laughs> I don't like onions on my burger. Why would I want hair on it? No. <laughs> And supposedly, it's because, like, supposedly, it's because guys are like, oh, I'm supposed to put my face on that. (laughs) But, like, these dudes have beards down to their fucking ankles. (laughs) And before you put your face on that, I'm probably going to put my face on... What I'm saying is I don't eat soup out of my pussy, you know? (laughs) So, like, maybe let's widen the options. Give each other uh, 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 some some, some leeway. I also don't totally believe that, though. Because I feel like partly that is like Big Razor trying to manipulate people. You know, be like, oh, yeah, that's what he likes. He really wants like a sticky, stubbly pussy. Mm, yeah. Like, okay, that's what all the fellas are into. <laughs> they like it when you're uncomfortable. Mm. Also, because like most of the, all the guys I know, well, the straight guys, the gay guys are like, oh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> But the straight guys are like, oh, man, I love pussy. Boy, do I love pussy. <laughs> I'm Mr. Pussy Guy. That's what they call me. And they're like, Johnny Pussy. Um, <laughs> like, they just can't stop talking about it. Like, if you know me, you know I love pussy. <laughs> like, and the only other thing they talk about that way is that, that they're like, oh, they're like pizza. Like, I love pizza. Woo! <laughs> Johnny Pizza. That's why I got this pizza tattoo. Because I just love all the pizza. <laughs> Give it to me. But none of them are ever like, I love pizza, but only if it's shaved bald. Because if you love pizza, you eat it no matter what's on it. So shut the fuck up and put it in your mouth. It's more of a PSA than a joke. But I like to get my message out there. Um, We'll say that uh, my friends are all having babies now, so... Not you guys. No, no laugh. <laughs> no recognition in here. You're like, we're 20 forever. Ha! <laughs> LA! Um, my friends are having babies. And they're like, um, they're like, where's your baby, Eliza? I'm like, I don't, like, the drugstore? Where do you leave things, you know? Um, I'm like, no, I don't think that's for me. And they're like, no. Mm. Once you have that baby, everything changes. You're like, oh, I gotta get back to that baby. I love that baby. I want another baby. I want all the babies. Give me all the babies. I love babies so much. I need babies. I'm like, that sounds like heroin. (laughs) Don't want to dip my toe in that for 18 years either. (laughs) So they're like, come over and hold the baby. Just come hold the baby, Eliza. I'm like, okay, sure. I love you. I will hold your baby. And I do, and I come over, and I, like, hold it, and it's awkward. It doesn't do it. Like, it's all, you know, the head. And, and like, they don't work with you the way a cat does. And I'm, and I'm holding it, and I, like, and, I'm, and I just get really I'm intense, and they're, like, taking pictures, and I just feel like, ah! Like, they say that when you stand on a high ledge, when a person stands on a high ledge, they're not scared they're going to fall. They're scared they're going to jump. When I hold my friend's babies, I'm not scared I'm going to drop them. I'm scared I'm going to throw them! Different choices! 
If you think that joke is too mean, you've never held a baby. I checked with all my parent friends. They're like, oh, yeah, head's like a little eggshell. I could smash at any moment, but I won't, but I will. No, I won't. I won't. Probably not. Gonna try not to. <laughs> That's parenting. I'm Eliza Skinner. <laughs> Eliza Skinner, you guys. Let her hear it. I, that set reminded me um, the other day, I made the mistake of um, talking to my dad. Um, and he. So talking to him and like um, something had happened to me. Uh, I don't remember what it was at this point, but uh, it was like I just I know somebody had treated me badly, and I knew that it was because I was a woman. And I was like, yeah, I didn't. Let's say it was I didn't get a job because I can't remember what it was. I was like, Dad, I just know I know I didn't get this job because I'm a woman. And he was like, Well, I have to shave my face every day. <laughs> so my dad's a feminist, obviously. <laughs> What logic, you know? Well, I have to shave my face. Maybe I don't want to. Sorry you didn't get your job. Because of the way you were born. But I have to shave my face. Well, why don't you have a beard? Well, I don't want a beard. So I have to shave my face. I love that. You guys want to keep the show going? I sure do. This next comic is in town, I believe, from Chicago. Yes, he's in from Chicago. Uh, One of my friends. uh, I was just clarifying because I didn't know if he had moved. Anyway, he lives in Chicago. Got it. Uh, He's a great comic, friend of the show. Please give a warm welcome to Matty Ryan. You guys. You guys keep it going for Rhea Butcher. Give her a round of applause, huh? All right. It's a little bit about my weekend. Pretty unproductive. Uh, Saturday spent most of the day on the couch with my buddy being real gross. Being real gross, just smoking weed. And for several hours of that day, we spent taking down just a, just a whole bag of fortune cookies about this big. <laughs> because sometimes I like to do my grocery shopping at ethnic markets. Things that turns grocery shopping into adventure time. Check it out, you guys. I love going to ethnic markets. There's like a couple of Indian ones I go to. There's a Thai one. There's a few Korean spots. I love going to ethnic markets until every time I get to an ethnic market and then remember that I hate going to ethnic markets. Because every, every time I'm there, at some point in my visit, I see something that I'm just like not ready for. It'll be kind of unsettling. And it'll just bum me out. Like sometimes even walking in, I'll be like, this, oh, um, excuse me, miss? Yeah, is there supposed to be blood all over the floor? There is? Yeah, no, I know. I'm just making sure this is enough blood because I love this place, okay? It's super authentic. Every time I go, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I walk in, I'm like, oh my God, this feels so crazy. I feel like I'm in a foreign country. I can't read any of these signs. What are these? Are these dumplings? These little round boys right here? I'm just going to assume they're dumplings. All right, so box up a couple of these round boys to go, for sure. Apples? You guys have apples in Korea? Wait, like the same kind of ones we have in America? That's incredible. See, you learn something new every day, and that's why I come to these places. Such a guess. Is that guy boiling a sloth? What is that? Sir, what is that? Is that sloth? Yeah, are you bathing it or boiling it? You're bathing it to then immediately boil right afterwards? Cool, thanks. No, I love this place. Hey, we gotta go right now. Yeah, right this second. No, he's about to boil that thing. Yeah, he's washing it first for some reason while it's alive. Look, grab those fortune cookies. I'll pay for those. Let's get the fuck out of here right now. It never works out. Every time I go with like the intention of like, I'm gonna get so many unique cooking ingredients, and every time I leave with just ice cream in a different language. <laughs> like mochis? Yeah, big time. Let's get out of here. 
the shoes are covered in blood. So back to the couch, me and my buddy, fortune cookies. By the way, again, we're smoking weed. We're not just tearing into a satchel of fortune cookies sober like some kind of gross monsters. We're stoned as fuck. And my buddy is not a bright dude, and now he's real high, which is a bad combo. And he goes, yo, dude, do you think people in China will eat like a whole bunch of fortune cookies? They say, man, we'll eat like a whole bunch of Oreos. I go, probably not, almost certainly not. I'd say 100% not. That also sounds vaguely racist to me for some reason. I don't even think they have fortune cookies in China. I think it's like an American thing. But I didn't know for sure, so I'm like, now I have to look this up, otherwise I'm just as dumb as this asshole. So I looked it up and I was right, okay? Fortune cookies were an American creation. But I kept reading the Wikipedia page and I found that during the 1980s, there was an American company who, for a short period of time, exported fortune cookies to China. Which is just such a fantastic example of American sentiment. And some company's like, what's up? You guys want to try some of uh, your cookies? <laughs> no, these are yours, big time. You didn't know that? Yeah, for sure. No, no, like, you started them, then we figured it out, and I think we nailed it. When you crack one of those fuckers open, get into that in a big way. No, I know they taste like shit, but you made them that way. We just copied your recipe, so fuck you guys. Oh, man. A few months ago, about six months ago, something really awesome to me happened. You guys, it's pretty exhilarating. I accidentally channeled and harnessed the dad spirit which was kind of amazing. Like, not my dad in particular, but, like, the universal dad spirit. You know, like, growing up, how dads always had the ability to just dad shit out? Like, any kind of situation that required confrontation, there'd be, like, a, like one to six dads just take... Like, you're in a Little League game, and, like, a homeless guy stumbles into the outfield, and, like, one of his nuts are out, and they're just like, Hey! What? Hey! Hey, you guys are doing great. Hey, get out of here! Put your sack away! Like, that kind of dad power, you know? You don't want to have to address the gentleman about his scrotum, but he did, because he's dad, and we appreciate that. I never knew how they were able to summon that energy until it happened to me six months ago at my laundromat, uh, the one that I use. Also, anybody here that doesn't use a laundromat, just check one out sometime because they are a hoot. <laughs> oh, man. The one that I use, by my, it's like two doors out of my place in Chicago. Definitely the worst laundromat in Chicago, possibly on the globe. Um, I don't know. Last time I was in L.A., I was at a laundromat, and I think there was like a first communion going on. So I think you guys <laughs> might have laundromats beat. You guys are on point with your laundromats. But mine is a total shithole. All right, so all the machines are from, like, the early 70s. The owner is a real treat. Uh, number one, he chain smokes inside while he folds people's clean clothes. No way. Get out of town. Number two, found this out the hard way. I left clothes there in the dryer. I live, like, two doors down. So I'm like, I'll just get them. And I went back, and the place was closed for the night. I'm like, I'll get them in the morning. I went there. My clothes were gone. And I, like, the night I went, went there, I was like, hey, uh, I left my clothes here last night. And he's like, oh, someone was taking them. I was like, oh, man. And, like, a couple weeks later, I saw him wearing one of my T-shirts. And he's, like, super crazy. I'm like, hey, that's my shirt. He goes, no, it's not. I was like, okay, come on. Third biggest issue I've, had, I've ever seen this guy do. This is like, a year ago. Also, I don't know why I keep going back to this place. This is the worst place. I've had nothing but horrible experiences. It's, like, a year ago. I'm there drying my clothes. This guy's next to me drying his clothes. His dryer starts on fire. Burns all of his clothes, Okay. The owner is there, helps put out the fire, and then afterwards refuses to give this guy any money for his clothes that are now ashes, and also refuses to refund the $1.50 and quarters that the dryer cost, okay? This guy is a piece of shit. It's where I launder my garments. Uh, so it was there like six months ago. It was the middle of the day, and it's just like me and like five old Ukrainian ladies, which we see each other a lot. We have a good rapport. It's fun. Um, so I'm, we're doing laundry. This other lady walks in, like mid-30s, looks kind of normal. It's a very small laundromat, too. Looks around, puts her basket of clothes down, and just starts going 
fucking nuts, like screaming at everyone in our faces, but like about nothing. It was like a like an unhinged conspiracy theorist where she was like, "Fuck you and this shit and fucking Obama." Where I was like, "Oh my god, this is really scary." I'm like, "I hope somebody does something about this." And before she gets to me, because I don't know how to handle this, like I'm very scared of this woman. And then finally she gets to me and she's like, "And fucking you." And that's when the dad spirit just entered my body, like I was Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. It just like took me over. She was like, "And you?" And I just go, "Hey." Are you fucking insane? She goes, yeah! And I go, okay, well, either do your laundry or get out of here. And then she just did her laundry. <laughs> the best day of my life. I felt like a champion. I could run for mayor of this laundromat. You guys, that'll do it for me. Keep it going for Rhea Butcher! Maddie Ryan, you guys let him hear it. No, I said let him hear it. That was my dad's spirit. You better let him hear it right now or I will turn this show around. <laughs> do you guys like impressions? Okay, cool. Because I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do an impression. Um, this is the first Guinness Book World Record. Okay? First Guinness Book World Record. Hey, uh, how many times did you just do that? <laughs> First Guinness Book World Record. It's hilarious. You guys are going to go home and be like, oh, I get it now. You don't get it now. You might not get it then. You might not ever get it. Because maybe that was just a joke for me. You guys better give it up for him or I'm going to turn this show right around. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just doing the same thing again. <sighs> it's a fun show. What do you guys think? Thank you. I put on makeup for this. You guys better laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I put on manly makeup for this. <laughs> All right, we'll keep the show going. This next comic is another friend of the show. Uh, we love it when he stops by. He's a real funny dude. He just got off tour in uh, the South, I believe. So you guys, please give it up for James Austin Johnson. Yeah. So what are you working on? What am I working on? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, I got to get another job where I staple mortgage documents. Okay. So that's really got to happen. That sounds but, fun. Uh, on the other side of that, I'm, uh, you know, I... Audition it, getting nothing. You right. know what I mean? Just yeah. like living the dream, though. Yeah, for <laughs> just sure. Like living yeah. the dream, just living the dream. Well, I love, I have a great house. I have a great yeah. house. Yeah, got a great house. I live with Solomon, Giorgio, and Perfect. Eric Perfect, he's been on the show. Oh, Both been on the show. That's something that I'm working on. Yeah. Was uh, Vice shot a show at our house called Flophouse. Oh, great. There's like, yeah, when's that coming out? I don't you know. know. I, I don't at know. At some point. Who knows when all this <laughs> stuff's going to happen? Yeah. Somebody, somebody with Mr. Moneybags is going to come in and say no. Sure. And then shut yeah. it down. And then yeah. shut it down. Yeah. But uh, so you're set tonight. That's going on something? Yeah, it's going to be on this uh, a special thing compilation that they're doing with the Comedy Bureau. Cool. And um, yeah, I think it, it's uh, it's going to be fun to get to do 
uh, ten minutes on your show <laughs> awesome, instead of yeah. the seven. That, Cruise yeah. around, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just that extra three minutes, extra <laughs> really? wide lanes. Is the is the big couch on the stage? It's not. I that. ordered a big couch. I'm sorry. Because it's going to lay out full prostrate. Right, right. And do ten minutes. And do ten minutes. Yeah. A normal a seven, but just like couch style. I feel like I'm not being polite at all. What are you working on? No, what no, you, you don't. No, this is all about you. No, 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 no. This is your. Fault. I'm just working on getting some sleep. Okay. Oh, I need to do that too. Yeah. I just opened for Dave Stone for a month. Yeah. On the road, right? You guys. In the southeast. Yeah. You guys got hit by a. We got hit by a drunk driver head on. Terrible. I'm I'm still feel pretty bad about it. Um, Like I still feel physically bad. No, I understand. Because of it. Um, And you know, it happened in Athens. You know, Athens. It's like that's not supposed to happen in Athens. (laughs) Athens. You know. Athens is where, you know, the Olympics started. Nothing is supposed to be bad there, right? Oh, yeah, right? that's true. And then, yeah, in uh, Athens, Georgia, that's where the Olympics started. In Olympic. Athens, Georgia started. The Olympics, that's what the, the Elephant Six was actually with those rings. <laughs> right, exactly. That's how they yeah. knew each other. That's exactly it. James Austin Johnson, you guys, let him hear it. Yeah, awesome. We're going to keep the show... Right on rolling. This next comic, it is her first time on the show, so whenever somebody comes on, put your hands together for the first time, we get nice and loud for them, right? Yes. So she is in the middle of, like, a huge tour, uh, and she decided to stop by Los Angeles, and we're so stoked about that. You guys, please give a warm welcome to Carmen Lynch. So, So what's going on with you, Carmen Lynch? Um, I am traveling for yeah. a couple of months because I don't have an apartment. Got it. And uh, apartment free. Apartment free. <laughs> my lease is up. All right. So I started in Ohio. Wow. Did you know that I am also from Ohio? I'm from Akron, Ohio. Oh yeah, I was yeah. at Wiley's in Dayton. Oh nice. And then I was just in Dayton. Missed Wiley's though. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> sure so, that it but is. it was really fun. They were yeah. really nice. And then uh, I'm here for two weeks. Cool. And then I go to DC, and then I'm. In Spain for three weeks. Spain, yes, fantastic. So stand up over there. Wow. Or do you speak Spanish, or are you going to yeah. do it in? Oh I'm my god, Spanish. That's amazing. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear how that works out. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've only done it like ten times, but yeah, yeah. Awesome. And then by then, hopefully, I'll know where I want to live. Then you'll know where you want to go. If I want to live in New York or here. Cool. But. Are you leaning one way or the other? I don't know. I've been here two days. I've been here before, but I'm really trying to, you know, see if it's just so much driving. I'm not sure. used to it. It's a and lot of driving. Yeah. The yeah. parking is the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. not so much the driving. It is the parking. It's the parking. Yeah. Because if you get home past like 10 p.m., you basically can't park. Yeah. And then crazy. it's like, I don't want to go out because I don't want to have to find a parking no. spot. Then you so don't then go out. I won't do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll move here for no reason. Yeah. Well, I think we figured it out. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, good luck on your tour and everything. That sounds Thank amazing. You. I can't wait to find out how all the Spain dates go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let you know. Awesome. Please Seriously. do. Let's check back in and okay. have another chat when you're when you're back here. If I move out here. Carmen Lynch, you guys let her hear it. Awesome. We have two more comics on the show. Do you have it in your hearts for two more comics? Awesome. This next comic, uh, he just put out his first album. It's called Pay Attention. You can grab it on iTunes, and you should. Please give a warm welcome to Joe Kilgallen. Thank you. Keep it going for Rhea, everybody. I hear it. See everyone. Uh, Bernie Sanders fans? Some Bernie Sanders people? That's great. Uh, I love Bernie Sanders, but I realized I've become like a music snob about Bernie Sanders. And what I mean about that is, uh, you ever like meet people 
and they have that band that they knew about first and that they really loved and then everyone else starts to like that band and immediately they're like, eh, I liked them back when, you know? I've become that exact way with Bernie Sanders, which is a really weird way to be about a 73-year-old Jewish guy. You know what I mean? Like, I discovered him. It's weird. That's the way I feel about it. I'm seeing, like, all these, these Johnny-come-latelys, these new Bernie Sanders fans. I'm like, where the fuck were you back in 02, huh? Yeah. I've been a Bernie Sanders fan since the midterms of 02. That's where I like Bernie Sanders when he was on Sub Pop. Where the hell have you been, you know? Like, I'm, like, genuine about it. I am into politics, like most junior college dropouts are. I like to argue about it. Really into driving that point home. This is my favorite time of year, though, the primaries, because it's when like all the psychos are still in it on the Republican side, especially. The Democrats, they like run like two or three people. The Republicans, it's like, hey, everyone's mother and cousin, let's get out there. Uh, not mother, that's a woman. They would never be out there. But uh, let's be honest, it's my favorite because they'll always interview some person and it's like, why do you like Mike Huckabee? It's like, oh, I like Mike Huckabee because he's pro family. And I like my candidates to be pro family. Which leads me to ask this question. Who the fuck's running on the anti-family platform, huh? Is, is that a candidate out there? I would love to go to those rallies. It would sound awesome. Just imagine some politician at the podium, some guy or some gal, just like, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Americans, I just want to say this. You know your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister? Fuck them. Vote for me. Your brother's a deuce, your sister sucks. Let's make it happen in 2016. Come on now, America. It's so pro-family. That's like saying, vote for me, I'm pro-happiness. I'm pro-hugs and kisses. I'm pro-hand jobs and finger banging. That's what I'm all about. Just no sex before marriage, I gotta win Georgia. You know, you gotta watch out for that state. I have been trying to pay more attention with politics, though, because I, I don't really believe politicians at all, like most of us. But uh, I, this was the thing that really made me realize they're full of shit, is when they started saying, if we don't watch our spending... If we don't control the debt and deficit, one day our grandkids are gonna have to pay off all our debt. You guys have heard this? That's right, America, our grandkids are gonna have to pay off all our debt. Is it me, or does that not sound like the greatest economic policy of all time? <laughs> that sounds awesome. You mean to tell me I get to spend an asshole of money and my grandkids have to pick up the tab? Beautiful, sign me up today. Better question is this, what kind of selfish piece of shit grandkids are we raising? They don't want to help out Papa and Nana, you know? <laughs> they don't want to flip the bill for their G-Runs, right? What kind of little assholes? <laughs> Call me crazy, but I'd like to picture a paradise where if I ever draft my bank account on Jameson shots, I'd like to think that little Joey III is going to help out his papa. I'd like to think that. And I'm going to make my grandchildren call me their papa because I like that. It sounds classy and distinguished. Hello, papa. Good day, papa, right? <laughs> It's just the type of grandfather I'm going to be. I'm going to have white hair, thick, crazy eyebrows, and I'm going to tell borderline racist stories, because let's be honest, whether you're black or white, everyone has racist grandparents. That's just the way it works. And if you're not laughing at that, that's because your grandparents are super racist, and it's hard for you to come to grips. It's hard for you to be honest about your horribly racist past, but let's move forward. You've got to address the issue first. It does crack me up when they talk about the debt. I always hear this. Oh, the debt's at $17 trillion. Oh, my God, it's $17 trillion. Oh, it didn't scare you when it hit a trillion? That number didn't freak you out? Why is 17 trillion the magic number, right? I also have proof that the debt doesn't mean shit. It doesn't matter. We never have to pay it off. Here's my proof. We've been operating on debt since 1835. 
This is a fact. The debt and deficit are different. The last time the deficit was balanced was 1999. But we've had debt every year since 1835, and we had debt every year up to 1835. That means only one year of this country's history we were debt-free. One year, 1835. One year. And I'll tell you what, in 1835, they had a great time. They had a lot of fun, right? I'm sure there was some dork off in the corner saying, hey, maybe we should put some money aside for the future. And everyone else was like, hey, fuck you, I just bought a wagon, you know? <laughs> they live for the moment. They care about the future. So <laughs> we got to do it again, right? The sun's going to explode eventually, right? Let's just spend till everyone dies, you know? Is that part a little too real of the joke? It's a billion years before it's going to happen. You're going to be fine by then. Uh, I'm a married man. I'm not wearing my ring because I just forget, like, every day. Um, no, I'm not. It's, you know, I, I take a shower and I forget to put it back on. I'm not a bad guy. I want you women to know that I'm a good person. And you men, too. I want you to know I'm, I, just, I don't like wearing jewelry. I just don't like doing it. Uh, but uh, that was a weird thing to explain. I, I have, uh, we've got a great dog. Any dog people here? I love my dog so much. She's got, like, this crazy, like, thing going on with her, though, because she loves people. She's very friendly, but she's incredibly protective of myself and my wife. Very protective. And as a dog owner, when your dog starts barking at someone, naturally, you want to quiet your dog down. She'll start barking, losing at someone, and I'll be like, Holly, calm down. But then I'll look at the person she's barking at, and I'll be like, no, good call. That guy's a fucking creep. Good job. That's a good, that's a good dog right there. Here's a treat for you. And I look at this person, I'm like, dude, you're just like a Bond villain. What did you expect to happen when you left your home? <laughs> And I'm, I'm not going to apologize, because I love that my dog is like on the lookout. Because I do stand-up comedy at night. If my wife has to walk her up and down a busy street at night, I want to know that my dog's going to tell a creep to get, get lost. And the best part about my dog is she's got a really cool like, cadence to her bark. It like rises. You know, it's kind of like, woof, 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 woof. But it like translates to, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Right? It just kind of like <laughs> escalates real nice. And she's a total badass, too. She's a feminist. She is. My, my dog is a feminist. We, we started taking her to like, the dog park, and she sees boy dogs. She now pees with one leg up, my dog. She does. She'll look right at the boy dogs in the ass. She'll be like, you think this is fucking hard? This isn't shit. I can do this all day long. That's right. I'm not going to live in your patriarch. Fuck you. I could walk around peeing all over the things I want to pee on. That's right. I'm not going to live with this shit. That's like, she's very foul mouthed, but you know, she doesn't fall into gender roles. You guys were a lot of fun. Thank you very much for letting me come up here. Put your hands together. Give it up for Rhea. Joe Kilgallen, you guys let him hear it. He has a feminist dog. Before I bring out our final comic, I realized earlier, I said, I'll tell you more about that later, and then I haven't talked about it at all. I was going to tell you the, other, the one other insane thing that happened to me during this weekend. Um, so this wedding was basically, it was like these four friends, one of which I am. Uh, we like kind of had this reunion at this wedding, and we'd all been friends for about 20 or so years, which is a long time to be friends, I realized when I got to this wedding. And uh, we all grew up in just like a very, just like the wrong side of the tracks. Like we all started drinking together when we were 12, smoking cigarettes when we were 12, like picking up Newports off of the street. That's what we smoked. It's disgusting. (laughs) This is the worst thing. Uh, We really loved the movie Stand By Me. So we were just living it out of some like cosplay, basically. (laughs) And yeah, we just had this like insane childhood of like, Two of them always got arrested. The other two never got arrested. It was just like all this stuff was like breaking into things, causing dumpster fires, like just, you know, normal childhood stuff. Um, But all four of us have basically like uh, gotten our shit together. You know, we like separated at 18, got our shit together. Now we're like coming back together. And uh, so we got an Airbnb to stay in because there was weirdly nowhere to stay in Dayton. 
hot town. Hot town of Dayton, Ohio. So we got this Airbnb, uh, and it's in like a loft space, so there's an elevator to get up and down. And uh, so it's three of us and one friend's girlfriend. So there's four of us staying in. No. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Four, four people, four human beings staying in this place. Three of them are friends. Um, and she got so drunk at the wedding, she didn't even realize that she was getting drunk and had to just like pass out. And we decided to go hang out for a little while longer. So she was just like dead to the world in this apartment. We're like, you take it easy. Take it easy, squeezy. We're going to go out for a little while. So there's one set of keys. Uh, and my friend, uh, that it's his girlfriend, takes the keys. We leave. We go to a, an Irish pub. And there are only Ohio State Buckeyes fans and two goth kids. <laughs> Which I was like, all right, this is great. <laughs> I guess this is the diversity in Dayton. And they came to the Irish pub. They like slinked in there and everything was rattling. And I was like, this feels right. So we hung out for a while, and then we decided to go back to the loft to go to sleep. And uh, we're st- all, the three of us are just standing, talking at the elevator. You know, we press the button, wait for it to go. And then it opens up, and my friend, whose girlfriend is upstairs, passed out, has the keys, has them in his hand, like in his sweatshirt. The door opens, and he goes like this and takes his hands out, and the keys fall out of his hand and go directly into the elevator shaft. <laughs> like, they just barely grazed it. Stopped for a second, we're like, nope, you're fucked, and went down. It was like all the B-roll from Indiana Jones, like all the things he, all the times he never got the fedora happened to us. And I just realized it was because, like, you can, you can take yourself out of this crazy wrong side of the tracks neighborhood, but it will never go away. We were like a wrong side of the tracks Voltron. Like, we got together, and the world was like, no, you guys can't make it. You can make it alone, but when you're together, some shit's going to go down. And so we had to go upstairs and knock on the door and wake up his girlfriend, who came to the door like this. Just opened the door, and we were like, so sorry, and she went. Just straight back to bed. So that was my other story, which was so hilarious, obviously. So glad that I regaled you guys with that. I'm slowly becoming myself again, and it's great. I appreciate your time. It was a long weekend, you guys. Thanks. Are you guys ready for your final comic? So glad to have her here. I just saw her in Denver for the High Plains Comedy Festival, and she killed it. You guys, please give a warm, warm, warm welcome to Nikki Glazer. So warm. Thank you guys. Feeling good. How are you? Good, good. Me too. Me too. I um just turned 27 in June of 2010, so um it's been a great year. Uh I'm 31 and uh I don't really know if that math checks out. I don't think it does, but uh <laughs> I'm 31, so it's like Baskin Robbins. That's kind of my thing. Uh, that's what I'm calling this year. But it's uh, it's good. It's weird to be a woman. Like I'm a woman, and it's I don't feel like one, but I am. You know, like I'm still relating to Taylor Swift songs on a level I shouldn't. You know, but like my back hurts a lot, so it's like eh, I don't know what an IRA is, but I do have one. Like it's. I uh, I have Snapchat, 
but I often Google bunion surgery. So <laughs> these are things that are happening in my life. It's weird. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, um, I don't like getting older. I don't think uh, a lot of people do. There's good things about it, but there's also bad. Like, nightmares aren't fun anymore. Nightmares used to be cool to tell people about. You know, you're like, oh, wait, when you're a kid, you're like, I was chased by this guy, and then he turned into a dinosaur. And now it's just like, I wake up, like, sweating and, like, crying as I'm like, my boyfriend was being weird. I'm like, that's my nightmares now. Ugh. And he is. Uh, we've been fighting recently, mostly karate, but like we get into other stuff too. Um, this weekend was rough. He's like mad at me for some reason. When my boyfriend gets mad at me, he he does he does like silent treatment kind of. He doesn't like yell at me or hit me, um, and that's why we fight because I'm like do it, and uh, that's it. That gets me off. But I. Uh, I no, he doesn't. He just like will ignore me, and I and I know girls do this to guys as well. So we all know this this pain of the silent treatment. It sucks, and I'm like, I don't have anywhere to turn to, you know, when it's happening. I just feel so alone. I'm like, where's my shelter? You know, like where's my ignored women shelter? I want to start one where you just go, and all they do is just listen to you, and then you're like, I'm scared he's gonna find me here, and they're like, he's not looking for you. Like he doesn't. <laughs> like you it sucks because it's it's so painful it's um and it sounds nice though silent treatment it sounds like a part of a spa package at the four seasons like oh, i'm getting this silent treatment today uh carlos i got him he's oh he's great oh you'll love him he uh takes you in a back room and you strip naked and you lay next to each other and he turns his back to you for two hours and just goes through his phone so you know he's awake and not talking to you. That's the way, his way of letting you know that he's choosing not to speak. And often he'll just go <sighs> once in a while. Uh, just me? Okay. Um, I, um, thank you for that. I, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to try some stuff out if you don't mind. I, I hate when people say, like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It's like, I, I don't know if those people probably don't have good enemies because, like, I wish death on my worst enemies. Like, I have no shame about being, like... And it's always, like, something like, oh, God, my flight was delayed. I had to stay the night in Newark. It was, I mean, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And I'm like, I would definitely wish that. Like, this bitch that used to, like... I When I started stand-up, she would tell people I slept with people for, for stage time. Uh, and uh, she, uh, she's a cunt. And I, she's my worst enemy. And I would love for her to spend the night in Newark Airport. Like, that would be awesome. I would wish so much worse on her. So that's a thing. Please don't tweet at her. Uh, I'm still kind of scared. But, um, yeah, she used to tell people I slept with people on stage. And I was, a, I was a virgin. It was just so stupid. And, like, I, yeah, I mean, I ha I've slept with comics, but not for stage time. They've been, like, the worst. And um, they couldn't offer me anything. Uh, never, never, never. So... Um, squirting is a thing that is getting a little more traction. Girls can do it. Uh, I, I've heard about it for years now, and I think now it's like becoming this thing that like guys like look up in porn, and they're into it. And I, I've, I'm trying. Uh, we're trying. And um, <laughs> thank you so much. It's hard. <sighs> he wants to get a surrogate, but I. Um, 
it's hard to do. My friends can do it, and I have friends that can do it that do it, and like they don't. They're like it's the worst because sometimes you just like squirt, and it's just like you dump a bucket on him in the middle of sex, and he's just like what? <laughs> and uh, and she's like it's so embarrassing. And in that case, if I would just had a surprise like squirt, I would be like my water broke, like, and that I feel like would change the change the discussion, you know. Um, <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Um, dog people are in the crowd. I heard you uh, on the last guy, and uh, I'm tired. I love dogs. I'm tired of people telling me like, "You need to meet my dog." I'm like, "Is he like a decorator or something?" Because that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> like, I don't need to meet your dog. And this is another thing. Like, I love dogs, and uh, I have a lot of people who go like, "Oh my god, you have to meet my puppy. You want to see my puppy?" And I'm like, "I fucking love puppies. Like, yes, I'll go with you anywhere." And then you get there, and it's a dog. They just call it a puppy. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Stop that. That's not nice. That's false advertising. Just your dumb dog. Like, ew. Um, I know you love it, but it's a dog. Like, who cares? It's like babies. Like, don't call it like, oh, my baby boy. And he's like 40. Like, no. You would, you would be like, gross. I don't want to see that. Um, I, uh, I'm in a relationship. Like I said, it's, uh, we're thinking about opening it up. Um, and it wasn't something that I was like really excited about at first. It, I did start it because we were lying in bed after sex and I was just like, mm, like I just was like talking shit, like just being like, mm, because I hadn't come or whatever. And so I was just like, uh, I was still like, mm. so I think I was just saying stuff and I said, uh, like I, it was at the very beginning of a relationship too. We've been together two and a half years now. And I was just like, I guess I could see you like fucking another girl someday. And I just was like talking, you know. And um, but I really recommend every girl tell their boyfriend this, even if you don't mean it, because I didn't mean it. And uh, his reaction was, it's the same reaction that a girl has when she gets proposed to. Like it's the only way to elicit that in a man. Like he started crying. I was like, wait, calm down. I'm not. He's like, do you mean it? Do you mean? It? I'm like, uh, maybe. I don't know. He started calling his dad. I'm like, maybe we don't involve him. He's like, I gotta tell everyone. He's been planning it on Pinterest, but he um. <sighs> I don't know. I, there's part of me that's like, I don't care. Go do what you want. And it's funny, too, because as soon as I was like, do whatever you want, he's like, now that you gave me a license, like, I don't even want to. I'm like, my plan has worked. Like, so he doesn't even want to. But I, I, I do think I'd be fine with it because what turns me on is like hearing stories about him hooking up with like his past girlfriends. Like, I'm always like, tell me about blah, blah. And now he's like out of stories. I'm like, go make some. And uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, get out there. And I don't know. Like, uh, so, and he, he hasn't really done much. I think he made out with one girl one time and it was just like fine or whatever. But then he went to a strip club once and I was like, tell me everything. And he was like, I got a lap dance and this stripper, like, um, she like bit my dick through my jeans. Like she just went like, like just gave it a little. And I was like, I love that. Like that's a great move. I feel like that should be a part of everyone's repertoire because for me, I always was really upset about the fact that like I was a very prudish girl uh, in high school. I hadn't even kissed a boy. And then in college, I touched a penis like when I was 20 for the first time. And uh, and I was always worried because that's a big leap from making out with a guy to like sucking his dick. Like there needs to be. And I know you're like, oh, there's hand jobs in between. But guys are always like, I can do that better. You know, like so you're just like, I'm going to fuck that up. So you just you go from like making out to like, Ugh! it's just like a big there needs to be. So biting a dick through jeans. Je- 
jeans would be a perfect, just get a feel for it. I think the denim dick bite would be a good thing to add to it. Anyway, um, so back to the open thing. So he was like, yeah, you can go out and do whatever you, you want to. This is a two-way street. You could fuck a guy in the street. And I was like, I don't know that that's true. I think it's, I, I don't know that it needs to be a two-way street. I'm fine with it, but I don't think he'll be fine with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I would. And I'm like, really? Because I remember when you got jealous, um, when you found out, like, okay, so a guy I used to sleep with when I lived here, like, a million years ago, um, he, and before I got with my boyfriend, he died recently, and not from sleeping with me, but, like, he, um, he did die with those herpes, though, and, um... <laughs> They didn't kill him, but he died, and it was really, it was tragic, and I was sad, and I was crying about it, and my boyfriend, like, wasn't really that comforting. He was kind of just, like, suspicious, like, do you still have feelings for this guy? And I'm like, he's dead. What the fuck are you, I'm not gonna go dig him up and dust off his dick, and, like, I don't, like, what are you jealous of? I'm like, I doubt you'd be okay with me sleeping with a live person. I'm like, and uh, he's like, no, whatever, and he, like, started checking my Ouija board late at night, and I'm like, I'm not talking to him. Like, we're over. (laughs) But that is a thing. Oh, I met Miss America. Okay, I did, uh, <laughs> I did, the, the, I don't know if anyone watches Bachelor in Paradise, but it's the greatest show that's ever, it's like my breaking bad. And so uh, I got to be on the after show for the finale, and, um, and Miss America was the other guest. And so, first of all, like, I had them put for my, like, you know, where it said my name, I was like, can you just put not Miss America? And they were like, sure. And so they did it, which is cool. But then they introduced me first before her so it just looked like that was what I tell people I am <laughs> it didn't the joke didn't really hit because they're stupid but um but I met Miss America and she was like uh, she was very nice and dumb but she was nice and no she was she was actually nice and she had these like cool really like cool nails and they were like light blue like mine but then like this finger was like purple which is like a cool thing to do and I just was like oh I love that and she was like oh yeah this is for um, this represents uh, domestic violence and I was like I love that like I didn't know what to say and like I guess purple because of the bruises or whatever but like I don't know okay thank you guys very much I'm sorry Ah! Nikki Glazer you guys Miss America we had Miss America on our show, and that is our show. Give it up for all the comics that you saw tonight. We're here every Tuesday, and I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.